Shalom Ubrach, we are up to Chagigo Daf Chof. Today's Daf talks about primarily Hesech Hadas, how something can become Tomei when one loses focus on it. How much focus does he need to have? And we finished the parak with that sugya. And we begin the next parak talking about different milas that Kachim have over Truma, where it's more Chomer than Truma. But we finish off, we finish off Yotes with a statement of Rav Mori. He says that any Chulin, which is treated like Kachim, meaning the guy always eats Kachim, so he's even going to treat his Chulin like Kachim so that his Kachim won't become Tomei, that Chulin has the din of Kachim. He learns this from the fact that we learned that the begotten of Prussian people who are very machamer on their chulen, to only eat it betahara, their clothing is considered tome midras for those who treat their chulen like hektish. The Gemara asks, maybe we only said that they're like kodshim, because if you compare it to chumo, it would have said chumo. If it's like chulen, it would have said chulen. Right? The Mishnah says that chulen, which is treated like hektish, has the din of chulen. Rav Elizabeth of Tzaddik says, has the din of Truma. It doesn't mean that the chulin has the din of Kodesh. Rather, he learns it out from Yossi ben Yezer, the seifa of our Mishnah that said that he was a chosesh of And his turban had the din of being midras for Kodesh, for someone who was eating Kodesh, coming in contact with Kodeshim. So to Yechrem ben Gudgoda, who was always makbid on Taras Kodesh, his turban was tummy for, for the person dealing with the para aduma. But not for someone who was eating, eating Kodesh. His turban, since he was makbid to eat everything the Kodesh on the level of Kodesh, it was tar for anyone who was eating Kodesh, for anything that came in contact, if his turban came in ta- contact with Kodesh. You see from Yechonim ben Gud, God does turban, that if you treat your chulin like Kodesh, it has the din, it has the level of Kedusha for Kodeshim. Now the Gemara tells us that Yonisam ben, y- ben Elezer says that if someone drops a scarf and he asks his friend, hey, can you give me my scarf? That scarf is Tomei. Even if they're both tar. Because of Hesachadas. Since I'm asking him to pick up my scarf, it's, that shows that I don't really care whether he's Tomei or not. And since he sees that I don't care about it, he's Mesiachdas. He's not trying to keep it tar. And Mamela becomes tar. Tomei. Yonisam ben Amram says that if two people switch if a, if a person accidentally puts on his Shabbos begodim instead of his weekday begodim, so he's wearing his Shabbos begodim as if they are weekday begodim, he, since he has, the way Rias of Engel explains it, a lower level of kavana to keep it tar, he's only trying to keep it tar like chol begodim, they're going to become tomei, midin hasachatas. Rav brings the story of two women who were both tar, and they swapped their dresses in the bathhouse. And Rabbi Akiva was metamed both of them, since neither was treating their other's dress for what it was. That has a din of hasachadas, and it becomes tomei. Rabbi Uchi asks, this would, this would mean that if someone touches a basket, and he reaches inside to get out a piece of bread, and he accidentally takes out barley, a barley bread, instead of a wheat bread, that should become tomei. That can't be. Gemara says, why not? The Bryson tells us that if someone is guarding his uh, barrel because he thinks it's wine and it turns out to be oil, it's tar. But even when you thought it was wine and it turns out it was oil, you're still not allowed to eat it. So it's tar, but you still can't eat it. So Yermi explains that there's like a chazi tumah. 
whatever he has intent on guarding, that remains tahar. He's, he knew there was a barrel there, so the barrel is tahar. But since he wasn't guarding the oil, he was only guarding wine, that becomes puzzle. And the Gemara says, really? Can you have like a half a guarding, half a kavana? Yeah, we have a Bryce that says that if someone was Tomei, if he reaches into a basket on his shoulder and there's a, a pie cutter inside the basket and he had kavana to make sure that the basket and its contents, whatever food was in there, wouldn't become Tomei, but he didn't have in mind to be guarding the pie cutter. So the basket's tar, but the pie cutter will be Tomei because he had hesachadas on the pie cutter. The Gemara asks, why can't the pie cutter be metama the basket? Because a cleat can't be metama a cleat. Okay, but it should still be metama all the fruit and whatever's inside the basket. So Ravina explains that he was having half a kavana. He had in mind to be shoimer from anything that will be metama something else. That will be metama oichel. But he wasn't trying to be shoimer, something that will just become puzzle. Something that you would not be able to use the tahara like the pie cutter. But nevertheless, was stuck with Akasha. How could I say that there's half a shmira with Hesachadas? We have a case with the wine barrel that turns out to be an oil barrel, which is half shimer. The contents, you're not allowed to eat it, but the barrel is still tar. We have another Kasha, the Gemara says. Rabbi Baravor brings down. There's a story about a woman who came to Riyashmo, and she said, I wove this whole baguette and I made sure to be tar the whole time. And the baguette is 100% tar, but I wasn't being shoimerit. I was tar the whole time, but I, but I, was, I didn't have a shmira on it. I had a sechadas. So Rabbi Shmuel started asking her questions. And throughout the interrogation, it comes out. She said, oh my gosh, there was a nida that helped me pull one of the ropes, one of the threads while making the baguette. That definitely made it tame. So Rabbi Shmuel said, wow, the chachamim were, like, they knew what they're talking about. If you're not shaymirit, if you're not paying attention, it's likely that it became tummy without you noticing. You need a constant, active focus on it. There's another story with a woman who came to Rabbi Yishmael and said, uh, Rabbi, I made this whole, this whole cloth. Uh, I wove it myself, but tahara, but I didn't have a mind to be shaymirit. And similar story. And after uh, Rabbi Yishmael interrogated her, she said, oh, Taka, before it was finished, there was a thread that I tied with my mouth while I was a nida, and the saliva of a nida is metame, and it could be that saliva was still there after the beggar was complete and was metame. So Ishmael said, wow, Imam Shef, listen to the Spot on, you have to have a shmira the entire time. You never know. It's totally going to, it's going to run beyond your nose and you'll miss it. So according to Valeh Zabed Tzadik, it's okay. When they swap their clothing, they're each thinking, okay, the person who took my baguette, she's an Amaretz, and that's why they were Messiah Das. Like, oh, I'm sure it became Tomei. According to B.S. Menamram, when he switches his big day chol for Shabbos, he has less of a shmira on his big day chol. So the Shabbos, Begodim did not get the Das that they needed. That's considered Hasachat Das. But according to Rabbi Yonis Ben Elozor, the first case we had when a guy drops a scarf, I'm watching him pick up my scarf. Why isn't watching him considered a das? How's that as chadas? I ask him to pick it up. I watch him pick it up. I'm totally focused on it remaining tar the whole time. So Yechanan explains that there's a chazaka, that a person does not watch whatever his friend is holding. Once it's in his rishos, my mind is taking a step back from the focus. 
the Chenech brings down Gabay Shmura Matzah, that you have to be shamer yourself. You can't just have a supervisor because whoever's making the matzah themselves takes over the das. The Gemara says, really? I don't have das on whatever my friend's holding. I have a brisa that'll tell me differently. If someone gives his donkeys to his workers and they're carrying all his tahara, all his stuff that's tar, even if he is a, a mile away from them, his workers, the Amaratim, are assumed to keep them to her. However, the Bible tells us that if he says, okay, you guys go ahead, I'll catch up with you, as soon as they are beyond eyesight, as soon as they're out of sight, we assume that everything that was Torah is now Tomeh. Rav Yitzchak even says that his Amaratzim, his workers, and his donkeys were all even, they were tar. So there wasn't even any Tomeh, Tomeh there to pass on. So that's why in the Reisha, they're still tar, even though they're a mile away. But why in the Seifa, where he says, I'll catch up to you, they become Tomeh? There's no Tomeh involved. Oh, you know what? Because since it's not their stuff, they could, ha- they could let their friend come and get involved, and they're Tomeh, the Amaratzim, who are tar, but their friends aren't, aren't tar, and they might come and touch them, be Tomeh. Wait, so in the racial also, why aren't we worried about that? No, because since he's within a mile away, and it feels like they're, that he's breathing down their back, he might sneak up any second, and they're going to be mocked on him. Make sure no one else touches it. Besides for them, the Torah people. Well, why, why aren't they not scared that he won't sneak up in the safer also when he says go ahead? Now, since he said go ahead, they feel like they have an hour or two of free time to themselves, and uh, they're going to make sure that no one touches it because they'll still they, they they won't mind because they know that no one's breathing down their back, and they and uh, anyone who's telling me come get involved. Hajan Allah ain Dorshin. Which began talking about the things that were not allowed to be doyrish with my severatius, the Merkava, how many times how many Tamidim are allowed to be taught these topics. But now we begin a new parak, parak Khoimir Bakoidish, where the Mishnah begins by listing eleven things that are more Machmer Bakachim than they are by Truma. Starting with number one. By Truma you're allowed to table Kalim within Kalim, but not by Kachim. Number two, the outside of Kalim can be Tomei, while the inside is not by Chuma, but by Kachim, the outsides affect the inside. Number three, someone who is carrying something which is Tomei Midras, by Kachim, cannot carry something, he cannot carry Kachim with the other hand, but by Chuma, he may carry in the other hand. We don't assume that it's going to touch the Chuma, but we are concerned by Kachim. Number four, the Begadim of someone eating Chuma are considered Tomei Midras for Hektish. You see that Hektish is more Hummer. Number five, when Toiveling Hektish, one must untie the knots in the hektish, dry them off, and then toivel it. But by truma, you can leave them tied, and we assume that within the knots will also be toiveled. Number six, kalim, which were created, bitahara, are fine for truma, but must be toiveled for kachim. Number seven, if one item in a kodesh kli becomes tome, everything in its contents becomes tome along with it, but not by truma. Number nine, if someone has one hand, which is Tomei, he can use the second one for Truma, but for Kachim, he has to toivel both hands, because we assume by Kachim that one hand was Matame the other, but not by Truma. Number 10, if someone has Tomei hands, he's allowed to eat dry Truma, because it's not Tuma. but Kachim, he cannot eat even though it's dry. And the 11th, reason why Kachim is more Chamer than Truma brought down in our Mishnah is that an Oinein, someone who is one of his close relatives passed away and was not buried yet, 
And he didn't become Tomei to his mace, or someone who is Mechusar Kippurim, meaning he brought his Karbanas at the end of his Tomo, like a Zav. But they're still waiting to bring their Karbanas. They're just missing the Kippurim, their Karbanas. For Kachim, they would need a Toivel before eating Kachim. But Truma, they're already allowed to have without going to the Mikvah before their Karbanas. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.